So last week, uh, Pastor Albert, our lead pastor of Trinity Church, he unveiled our theme for 2017, which is uh, something that I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but keeping with the tradition of the last few years, uh, we have a new prayer that we're going to be saying together before each of our sermons. This is something to kind of help focus our minds and our hearts. Um, so would you, um, would you join with me in saying this prayer? For some of you, this will be the first time you've seen it. Um, but would you join with me in saying this together? Let's begin. O oh Lord, our God, you have chosen to make yourself known through your creation, your word, your son, and your spirit. Now reveal your glory to us and through us, the church. Speak to us, form us, lead us, dwell in us. Teach us today how to love as Jesus loves, to welcome the stranger, heal the sick, care for the poor, to bear good news, build bridges, and bring your people home. For Christ in us is the hope of glory. May your perfect will prevail in us this day. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. So today's sermon is going to be uh, a little different than normal. Um, I'm going to spend part of the time kind of setting the context, uh, and then we're going to spend the rest of the time uh, in worship and prayer, something different than what we usually do. Um, but I want to start by telling you about one of my family's favorite movies right now. It's by this little company you might have heard of called Disney. Um, this movie is called Moana. Um, so other than being a fun, humorous, uh, beautifully animated movie, it has some really great inspirational themes. You know, these Disney people really know how to uh, get into your wallets by sometimes going into your heart, um, really. Um, now, this film has gotten a lot of criticism, uh, as, as do all Disney movies when they try to present a particular ethnicity or people group, because, you know, you can't ever quite do it just right according to, um, you know, everybody's uh, standards. Um, still, I think there are a lot of good points. So in case you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to give you a little synopsis. Don't worry, no spoilers, okay? Um, in case you still plan to see it, all right? So Moana, as you see right there, she's the teenage daughter of the chief of a fictional Polynesian island called Motunui, okay? Now, as the only child, she is poised to become the chief when her father passes away, and she has been raised with some very firm values. No one leaves our island. The island has everything we need. You're our next chief. That's what she has been raised to believe, and it's ingrained in her mind. But in spite of everything she's been taught, something inside of her is always calling her out to the ocean, the great unknown, somewhere beyond that horizon. Something is always calling her out there, somewhere, to go beyond what she knows, to go find something bigger. And she's almost convinced to stay on the island until two things happen. One is that she realizes that she has to leave the island in order to keep her people alive. She finds out something that she has to do in order to keep her people alive. And the second thing is she discovers that her people have not always been on that island. And that her ancestors were actually voyagers. She is descended from voyagers. So with the help of the demigod Maui, he's a character who is uh, from many island cultures, kind of the same narrative story, she sets out to save her people and discover who she was meant to be. Now, I know, I know, this is a cartoon. Maybe I'm reading way into this. 
Okay? But I don't think so. I know it's a kid's movie. It's based on mythology. But this theme, think about this, this theme of having the courage to venture out into the unknown. It's so inspirational. And there's something undeniably relatable for all of us. This, this, really, it's relatable to humanity about having the desire to do this, to branch out into something that we don't know. What is that inside of us that causes us to do that? I mean, think about how many things, inventions, conveniences that we enjoy today that would not have been possible, the light bulb, the car, the smartphone. If someone hadn't taken a risk, hadn't given everything to make a discovery, hadn't gone way beyond what had already been done. Just think about everything that has happened. And sometimes those things are not good. Sometimes people decide to create crazy ideas about getting rid of an entire ethnicity of people. I mean, these things happen, and it's not always good, but we have so many good things in this world because people were willing to take a step into the unknown. There's something inside of us that longs to see and learn and discover and grow. It's just, in, it's just it's embedded in us as human beings. Now, of course, I am not here today to talk to you about a movie. Today, my goal, the goal of our time today together, is to rally as many of us as possible, as many of you as I can, to venture out together out of these walls and to join together in a campaign that we are calling Love Where You Live. Love Where You Live. Now, I know maybe that word campaign has somewhat of a negative feeling to it because most people I know are sick about hearing about the presidential campaigns of last year. Okay? This is not that. Okay? Uh, I know um, that it has that connotation, but we, we, when I say campaign, I mean uh, it's a joint effort. It's a critical mass of people here at Trinity Church all moving forward together to accomplish something good. Because how many of you know that it's really hard to make change, like lasting change, just by yourself. In order to make lasting change, it takes a movement. And in order to have a movement, you need people moving together. This is what we want to see happen. So this is not just something good. This is not just something nice. This is something we are doing together. Our goal through this campaign is to accomplish something that is deeply embedded in the Christian identity... And I'm not talking about the cultural Christian thing, some religion that's come out of American individualism or moral rigidity. I'm talking about straight from the mouth of Jesus, calling to his very first disciples, this is who you are. Just like Moana hearing this voice inside of her that says, don't forget who you are. Just like Simba seeing his dad in the clouds saying, you have forgotten who you are, and therefore you have forgotten me. Remember who you are. <laughs> kind of a little bit less like Luke Skywalker hearing Darth Vader say, Luke, I am your father, right? It's not, it's not a dark side thing. This is a good thing. This is a good identity. This is who we are. So who are we? What does Jesus say about the people that we are descended from in our faith? Let's, uh, let's take a look at this together. So in Acts 1, the book of Acts, when Jesus is getting ready to ascend into heaven, he tells his disciples something massively important. This is what he says. He tells his disciples, 
But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I want you to notice that the identity of the true Christ follower is not one of self-reliance or individualism. It's not one of finger-pointing or condemnation. The Christ follower is not any of the things that are so often associated with American Christianity today. This identity is founded actually upon someone that is outside of our own selves. In other words, our identity as Christ followers comes from the identity of the one who lives in us, the Holy Spirit of God. That is our identity. Now you say, what? God takes away our identity? No, he indwells your identity. He fills your identity. He fills you with himself. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us to become holy as God is holy. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us to remain true to our faith in Christ, to bear witness to the reality of this God. It's the Holy Spirit of God inside of us that allows us to open our lives and our hearts to other people, even though they may be very different from us. It's the Holy Spirit of God that enables us to be willing to go to the ends of the earth or even just into our own neighborhoods. For the sake of this Christ. I ask you today, fellow Christian, do you know who you are? Do you know where you come from? Have you somehow forgotten? You ever see those sometimes celebrities, right, where they get really famous and they start talking about things and they say things and they put things on social media and then people call them out and they say, hey, you forgot where you came from. You forgot who you are. You forgot the people whose shoulders you stand on to get where you are. It's not a good thing to forget where you've come from, to forget where you started, even though you may now be at the top. It's not a good thing to forget that. We can't forget. Do you know that you, Christian, are descended from voyagers? Do you know this? Your faith ancestors, the people whose shoulders you stand on, are people who took the commission of Jesus Christ seriously. Go and make disciples of all nations. And it's not just the people who lived centuries ago. I'm not going to get too much into this right now because Pastor Albert's going to talk about this more next week. But even the history of this very church is steeped in this rich heritage of courage and progress. That is why Trinity Church exists today. And sometimes God calls you to a new place. And sometimes God calls you just simply to new people while you're still in that place. Sometimes God calls you to a place where no one else is going in the world. And sometimes God simply calls you to people to whom no one else is going. See, when I talk about God calling you out to move, to go, it may mean that he's calling you to some end of the world that you've never been to. Sometimes maybe God is just calling you to step out of your thinking. To step out of the people that you would usually think of. To think like God thinks. So this is where we come from. And this is who we are. Now, I want to ask you some questions. Okay? Are we okay? Would we be okay as a congregation just taking care of ourselves, by ourselves, just worrying about what we have here and just maintaining it? Would we be okay? Maybe. I guess we'd be okay. Right? We'd survive. Be okay. Um, would we have been okay as a church? 
without branching out and beginning to invest in places like Thailand, India, Zambia, Ensenada? Would we have been okay just kind of saying, yeah, those places can take care of themselves, we're just gonna take care of our little thing here. Would we have been okay? I guess we would have been okay. Uh, could we have gotten by uh, not opening up our campus to homeless families or kids with parents in prisons? Would we have, could we have gotten by without doing that as a campus? Yeah, probably. Uh, wouldn't things just be simpler and more stable if we hadn't taken on a second campus over at Roland Heights? Couldn't we have just kept things simple? Yeah, sure. I mean, you could ask it this way. Wouldn't things be more comfortable and safe if things never changed? Couldn't we just not ever change anything? <laughs> if we were never asked to be flexible or have faith, if we were never asked to give a little more or even a lot more than we're used to giving, couldn't things just be more safe and stable and convenient? Could we be okay? Yes, of course we could be okay. But guess what? Following Christ was never about being okay. It was never about being safe or comfortable or convenient. <coughs> it's about belonging to Christ, following him wherever his voice leads us. So through this campaign, we are giving everyone the opportunity to get back to your roots as a Christ follower, to do what it is that Christians already are called to do. Is there risk involved? Yeah. We've never tried anything quite like this, this whole community groups thing, meeting in different areas with whole groups and moving out to our communities. We've never tried anything quite like this at Trinity Church. But we believe that we can no longer just sit here and wait for opportunities to come to us. We need to go. Now, I've got to be honest with you. As a pastor, I've been on staff here at Trinity since 2010. So, what is that, seven years? Seven. Right? Okay. So, I've thought a lot about this. And, and my wife and I have this conversation. I know Albert and Christine have had the same conversation of when is the right time to, when is God calling us maybe somewhere else? When would I go to another church? When would I take another pastor role or another job? Or is this the right time? Is, is, are we meant to still be here? And, and you might say, well, yeah, see, Johnny, you're not doing it. You've been here for seven years. You're not stepping out and, and doing anything new. And, and I would actually have to disagree with you. Because in my time here at Trinity, I've changed roles about five times. And even within my roles, I have always felt this call to do something more than just the bare minimum. And I know so has Christine, so has Albert, and so have many of our staff, to, to not just settle for the bare minimum of doing the job. But how can we be reaching out to this community or these people or this, this person that nobody else wants to reach out to? So do you see what I'm saying? It's not just about leaving and going somewhere. It's about a state of your heart that says, okay, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know, I don't know where, the, where the resources are going to come from. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen if I do this. I don't know what's going to happen if I leave a card and some flowers in front of this gay club after the Orlando shooting. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just doing it because I believe this is what you're calling me to do, God. I'm just, just going to do it. Because I believe this is what love, Christ's love compels me to do. I didn't have to go to another job or go to another church. I just did something. And so I'm, I'm telling you this 
not just out of this hypocritical place of like, you all need to be doing, I'm facing these same challenges every day with my family, and I think, you know, money is tight. We don't have a lot to give. And yet my wife and I still find ourselves having conversations like, how can we give more, or how can we give in different ways for people who need it? You see what I'm saying? It's a state of the heart thing. It's not a geographical thing. <coughs> so you might be wondering, as we go through the, in this campaign, what, are, what exactly are we being sent out to do? What is our mission? Am I supposed to go out and make converts, right? Conquer the new lands or something? Am I supposed to stand on street corners with signs? No, that's not what we're asking you to do. You know, I was reminded by Pastor Christine, our Roman Heights campus pastor who's here right now, that we would be coming at this wrong if our main goal with this was to say, we're going to try to get more people at Trinity Church. We're just going to try to get more people here. We're just going to get people, right? Because people really appreciate being gotten, right? Like, you know, like projects or something like that. No, it, it's not, it doesn't work like that, right? If that happens, if, if more people kind of come into the Trinity Church family because as a result of this, then that's great. And that, of course, that's something that we want. But, but that's not... That's not your objective. We simply have the opportunity together to go out and do what it is that Christians must be doing anyway, which is in one word, love. Each of us during this time is being called to love where you live. So even if you don't necessarily love where you live, so maybe you might hate where you live. You wish you could live somewhere else. But, but the goal is, even if you don't necessarily Love where you live. You're being called to actively love, care for, tend to, pray for, invest in, get to know where you live. You know, sometimes we say that in marriage, right, or in relationships. It's like, well, I just, I just don't love you anymore. Or I don't feel in love with you anymore. Well, when you're trying to keep a marriage together, what do you do? You say, well, I'm going to do the things that love would do. I'm going to love where I Each of us during this time is being called to love where we live. We love because we have been loved first with an everlasting love from God. This is what Christ in us looks like. As Albert revealed last week, our new theme for this year, the hope of glory, Christ in us. This is what Christ in us looks like, this overflowing love to where we live. But I would be careless if I just told you about this and I didn't give you time to actually kind of soak in this reality um, and to, to pray into this. Um, you're not doing this alone. You have been given the Holy Spirit of God and you have been given each other. So I don't want to remain just sitting in our seats all facing forward or facing one direction and then just learning about this and not doing anything with it. So we're going to spend some time praying together. Okay? Now, uh, this is going to take a little bit of doing because we've got you know, people all over the place here. And, um, and some, there's some people that are not here that, that probably would want to be here, but they're not here for whatever reason. And so we're just going to do what we do with whoever we have. Now, we, like I said, we are dividing um, everyone into what we call community groups, which are based on your geographical location where you live. Okay? And some of you may not actually be in a group yet because of where you live. Maybe you live kind of far from either one of the campuses um, maybe you are new to Trinity Church, and so we haven't gotten you on a, a list yet. We don't have your name in that yet. Maybe we haven't seen you for a while. Um, or, or maybe you actually live closer to the other campus, uh, Roland Heights campus, and so you may actually want to join a group over that direction. Um, but what I have here um, right now, excuse me, is um, 
I'm going to be giving everyone a handout. Usually we give these handouts to you at the beginning of the sermon, but I didn't want anyone to be distracted looking at this because I wanted you to give me your undivided attention. Um, but what I have here is a list of all the groups um, and, and who generally who is in those groups. Um, I'd like to ask, actually, if the ushers, if we have any ushers that are available, or, uh, or Christine, why am I dead? <laughs> if you would, um, if you just help me distribute these throughout the, the congregation, um, hopefully there are enough. I made about 80 of them, I think, so we should have enough. So uh, thank you, everyone, for jumping in and helping hand those out. So what, what we're going to do is, as, I'm, as, as you're getting these, these handouts, um, we're going we're gonna to divide into groups around this, uh, around this sanctuary. Sorry. And then once you're in the groups, I will, uh, I'll give you some more uh, direction what to do. Um, I had made signs so that the different areas can hold up their signs, but what I didn't know is that the signs printed double-sided. So it's kind of, yeah, not, not usable. <laughs> Don't! Oh, well. So we're just going to kind of generally say this area is here, this area is here, uh, that kind of thing. Okay, let me know when you've got your handouts. When you have your handouts, say, I've got the power. Okay, only three people have handouts, huh? I just wanted to see if I can get you to do it. Oh, good, good, Sherry, thank you. All right, so everybody got the thing, right? Okay, so, so you'll see here, what you see here are the names of the, the, the adults in the family. Um, I know many of your families have kids, so I'm not trying to leave your kids out. I just, I just wouldn't have had enough room if I put all the names of everybody here. So if kids, join your parents, okay? Go be with your, your parent or your guardian or whoever's here with you, okay? Um, so take a look, find out, find where you are, okay? And you might look at your group and say, oh, I don't know, that doesn't fit me or whatever, just... I, I did my best to try to divide everyone into the kind of the locations where they are, where they live. So even if you live in Monterey Park, for example, but you see yourself in the East LA group, that's just kind of because you're in that general direction. Does that make sense? Um, and, I, and I tried not to have... We have a lot of people who live in Monterey Park, which is great because we're a church in Monterey Park, so we want to have people from the community. But if we had everybody in Monterey Park, then it would be like, you know, 30 people in one group and five in another. That would, just wouldn't be right. So I tried to divide it evenly and equally. Okay. So here's what we'll do. Um, if you are part of the South group, and actually, uh, Monique, can I have you stand? Monique is one of your co-leaders for that group. Um, so everybody say hi to Monique. <laughs> hi, Monique. Um, Monique, I'd like to ask you, actually, if you could just stay where you are, and if you're part of that South group, just come join Monique in this little chair section right here. So South group is going to be right here. Um, Monterey Park 1, um, that group leader is not here today, um, and some of you may have met him. His name is Ray Warner. Um, oh, where is he? Oh, there you are. I didn't see. You know why? Because you're behind the post. Uh, this post. <laughs> okay. Hey, Ray. Sorry. I didn't mean to ignore you. But Ray is here. So, Ray, why don't we just have you stay where you are, and Monterey Park 1 can go join you there. Okay? Uh, Monterey Park 2 is being led by Thomas and Sharon. And I know they're not here today. Okay? They're not hiding behind the post. Um, but let's have Monterey Park 2 in this section right here. Okay? Monterey Park 2. Uh, East L.A. and nearby will be in uh, this area right here, okay? I know we're running out of space, but we'll make it work. 
North 1 and North 2. So North 1 is going to be uh, right in this section here, right behind the, um, the, uh, the, the camera right here. And then North 2 can be in the chair section right there toward the back. Okay? So North 1, North 2, Monterey Park 1. What did I say? Monterey Park 2, South, East LA. <laughs> right? Okay, ready, go. If I could ask the worship team to come on up, we're going to actually sing a song before we pray. Alright, so is everybody basically in their areas? I know my, uh, the group that I'm actually leading is right here, so they're going to have to meet without me while I'm leading up here. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, so now you find your group, you're with your group, look around, see who, who's in your group, right? This is, this is who you've got, okay? Um... So as you can see, different groups are different sizes, uh, depending on where you're at. Now, go ahead and get, look at your handout, um, and I'd like to invite the worship team back up. Before we, um, before we uh, spend time praying, um, we, we discovered, actually, we had a, about 10 weeks of, of having Saturday morning prayers, which were really great. It was hard to get up early. It really was. But it was so worth it to be here to pray. Um, and one of the things we realize is that when we, it, it's really, a, a, it's really a, a really great time to like have prayer and music kind of happening, interspersed and kind of together. And so before we pray, we're just going to sing this song, <clears throat> kind of set the tone for what it is we're praying about. Um, I think it's kind of cool that the song that we're about to sing called Oceans has a, uh, really has this, uh, this, this feel of being called out. Literally, um, this song is being called out to the waters. Um, and that, that waters is not talking about physical water necessarily. It's uh, the places where God is calling us to, where we, we can't see what's beyond what we can see. And so we have to trust the God of that sea, 
the God who is beyond that horizon to take care of us uh, as we go. So as we sing this, let this be a prayer for you in your own heart. God, what are you calling me to and how can I follow you? Let's sing. Call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, an ocean.
right now, just where you're at, uh, just in your own heart, um, just ask God that he would make your heart like good soil. Because I don't know what he's saying to you through this, um, what we're doing right now. For some of you, you may feel like, you know, I don't have time for this. I, I barely made it to church today or whatever. I don't know. Maybe some of you are saying, you know, my marriage is like falling apart or, you know, I'm, I'm, all I can think about is, is work or uh, I'm just stressed or I'm you know, I've not been in a good place or whatever. Some of you may feel like, I don't need this. I, I'm doing well in my faith, and I'm, I'm already doing this. And I, I need you to tell me, I, wherever you're at, just spend a moment quietly just between you and God, saying, God, make my heart good soil. If it's rocky soil right now, if, if it's hard soil, if there's weeds there that are choking out what you're trying to say to me, if there's distractions, whatever it is, God, would you just remove those? Come in like a master gardener and just till the soil and get rid of the weeds and throw the rocks out and just clear everything out. And Lord, would you make my heart good soil? Soften the the resistant hard places. Uh, Break through the, the rocky places. Clear away the distractions, the busyness. Just in this moment, allow me, help me to be good soil for you to say what it is that you want to say, do what it is you want to do in me. Do you mind just keep keeping on with the, the ambient music? And uh, I'd like to allow Han and, uh, and Musette and my dad, John, to come on down and uh, get back with their groups. So what I'd like you to do in your, in your groups, in your areas, um, can, you, can you find maybe two or three other people and try to get into groups of like smaller groups within your groups, maybe four or five people in your group? Um, and you're going to be praying with that, with that group of people. So go ahead and just find like a smaller group within your group. Just kind of turn around where you are. Be with somebody else. Maybe meet somebody you haven't talked to very much. Go ahead and get in a smaller group. Four or five, about four or five. All right. And the first thing we're going to pray for in your small group, in your smaller group, Okay. You'll see on your handout, we have prayer themes that you can pray through, okay? So we're going to look at your handout. The first one says, pray that we, Christ's church, will become more aware of our identity as Christ's followers. In other words, pray that our, our eyes and our minds and our hearts will be open to who we are as Christians. Um, and maybe to lay aside the notions of what we have that a Christian is supposed to be or is, that we would become aware of our true identity as people who belong to Christ. Just go ahead and take, take, take some time. You don't have to pray long prayers. Um, it could be one or two of you. It can be all four or five of you. Just take a few moments and just pray right now into that first topic. Pray that we would know our identity as Christ followers. Pray that now. All right, now we're going to be changing over 
transition into a time of praying for the families and people in your communities. And you can even pray for your own family. Families that are struggling, families that are hurting, families that are in need, uh, families that are neglected, um, people that you know that need prayer. Um, and, if, and if any of you in the groups are, you want to say, you know what, I am that family. I need prayer. Can you pray for me? Please do not be shy or hesitate to ask your group to just pray with you right now, to express what it is that you need, and, ask, and let them pray for you right now. Okay, so go ahead and do that right now. time is right, let's transition to a time of praying for our city, for police officers, firefighters, for city government, for schools and teachers, for people who serve in the city, for people who work in the city, people that you may interact with uh, often, but you just never really think to pray for them. Let's take some time to pray for them now. spend time praying for uh, the time, whatever time that we spend in our communities, that we, would, that we would be able to build relationships, that we would actually, there would be friendships that would come out of this, that there would be <clears throat> trust that is built, there would be movement, progress forward, and, and along with that, to pray, just, just to pray against any attack from the enemy. I think the enemy would really love to see this, <laughs> this thing falter or fail. Uh, the enemy does not want to see God's people moving out to our communities and our neighborhoods to care, to, 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 to take this love of Christ everywhere we go. Um, so things will happen, things will come up. Maybe you feel like this is not the right thing to do or it's too hard, harder than you thought or maybe there's not enough time or uh, whatever. Um, but pray, just pray that the relationships that God wants to be built will be built, that we'll, we will nurture those relationships and that uh, the enemy will not be victorious. God will this time. Let's just pray into that for just a couple minutes. I'm going to go ahead and close us all in prayer, and then we're going to sing one, one song as we uh, get ready to depart from this place. Um, thank you all for, for engaging in that with, with me, with us, just together. Um, it, it really is a blessing to hear voices throughout the congregation is raised in prayer. Um, I definitely believe we don't, we don't do that enough. We don't make space and time for that enough. Um, but we need, we need to engage God in this. We need to pray together more. This is, this is beautiful. So God, uh, thank you for this time. And I pray that you would just instill in our hearts a sense of identity in you, God. A sense of who we are. Lord, don't let us forget. Don't let us forget even when we walk out of this place. Help us to remember that where we go to eat or, or who we spend time with, we are your people in that place. We are your presence in that place. We take, we go with your spirit in us in that place. We are Christ's people. Body of Christ. And we go not only with the spirit of God in us, as if that wasn't enough, but we go with the solidarity of our family in Christ. We are part of this body. We represent 
not just ourselves, but this family. Thank you, God. We pray in Jesus' name. In closing, we're going to sing this song called God of the City. Would you just stand with me as we sing in closing?
Help us to be aware of those things. Give us eyes to see, but Lord, help us also to see the dark places and to not be afraid of venturing into the dark places, maybe those situations or those families that need prayer. Because Jesus, you said that you would found your church on the basis, on the rock of faith in Christ, that you are the, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that the gates of hell would not prevail against your church. The gates of hell could not even prevail against your church. So Lord, send us out now to be your people with power, with victory, with confidence, with security in Christ and who we are. That even when everything may be crumbling around us, you are our rock. And we hold on to you, God. We will hold on to you. We will trust you and we will, we will trust you even when we are afraid, God. Thank you. Thank you for this identity that you've given us, this heritage. Who we are in you, God. Let us not forget. We love you and we praise you and we thank you and we bless your name now and as we go. Pour your love out through us, God. To our families, to our neighbors, to our communities. We pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen.